Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. To stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What does that do? Did that blow your mind? That just happened. Welcome back, everybody. Hour three of In This League on the Sports Grid. Get on the grid. You guys know what that means. I'm joined by my friend, Casey Bubba, at BDN Trick on the Twitter machine. Bubba, what is going on, my man? Not much, man. Not much. Uh, just living the dream. Baseball Olympics are almost done, so that's nice uh, for the 40 people that watch it. So that's good. Uh, <laughs> we got we got baseball. It feels like it's September, but it's August. Uh, but uh, football's right around the corner. Like it, it's it's going. So it's good times. I gotta tell you, I. Uh... I feel guilty about not really watching the Olympics that much, but it, it we have so many sports happening right now. Baseball is happening. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, like the NBA draft just happened in the summer league already has started. Uh, preseason started tonight as we're recording this. Uh, I mean, there's so much going on, but it like, you know, last March, last April and May and June, I would have murdered somebody yeah. for the, to get the Olympics. We were watching Marvel racing. So yeah. for that reason, I feel guilty for not really watching too much of the Olympics and not taking the time. But there's just so much else going on it, for me, specifically moving and all that crap, too. So uh, but to I, fair, I get a the, twinge of guilt. To be fair, the ratings are like the lowest it's ever been for like 51 percent lower than ever. Um, it's hard to watch because you don't know what channel it's on. Uh, most of it's tape delayed, so you already know the results before you There's watch no it. Crowds either. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's just weird. Like if, if it wasn't for you know hanging out with my wife and watching like swimming or some form of women's gymnastics, I probably wouldn't watch much either. Besides the golf, so it really doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, and uh, because baseball's in there, and baseball's yeah. not going to be in it next time. I, I, I don't guess. even know what channel it's on. Like the the we record on Thursdays, as you know, and it's the U.S. is trying to go to the world the gold medal game, and I have no idea how to find it. <laughs> I think it's on NBC, right? Uh, maybe it's on, it's on one Peacock. of the kind of Peacock, or but you have to buy the premium to watch the Olympics. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, I which I'm not doing, so that's, that's uh, just not going to happen. Well, we'll 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 get you set up after the show here because I I may or may not have Peacock Network, but you know, it's uh, I feel a little guilty, but I got to tell you, you know, I have an obsession with the Nate Land podcast, and they yes. did something on the Olympics. Funny, uh, and yes. uh, I, I want I want to talk about what you think you could have done like they did. I'm totally ripping it off from that podcast. But w- when we come back, we'll talk about that and we'll get Bubba's take on this Deshaun Watson situation as well. So stick with us. We'll be right back after this. It's in this league on the sports grid. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's in this league. Buckle up, buckaroo. All night. Welcome back, everybody. In this league on the sports grid. Get on the grid. Scott Bogman here with my friend Casey Bubba. We are talking Olympics in a little bit, even though neither one of us are really tuned into it um you know i heard about the Simone Biles stuff i heard about uh who was the guy that fell during the hurdles or something and still ended up winning the race that yeah. was crazy um yeah, I, don't know that I saw that i have no idea who he is no right but um uh i know there's been some upsets i know america's just draped in medals i know that yeah, but- uh, america's won a ton they're leading in medals, but I don't think they're leading in gold unless that changed recently. So that's all that really matters is first place because we don't do participation trophies around yeah, here. That's right. And and um, Ricky last, Bobby, if you ain't first, you're last. Amen. And on Wednesday, the four by 100 relay that U.S. usually crushes in track and field. They didn't even get to the finals. because They finished sixth in their meet because they sucked. And good old <laughs> um, Carl Lewis went to Twitter and blasted everything about them. So it was glorious. Jeez. Yeah, he was embarrassed, he said, basically. It was, it was good stuff. Good lord! Yeah, yeah the uh, women's women's soccer only got bronze. Like they're supposed <laughs> to beat everybody. Uh, U.S. men's almost didn't even make the gold medal game against Australia. It's just a bunch. Well, of that was early, and then Katie took I over. They took yeah. over in the second half, but like, you wouldn't have known any better on Twitter on Wednesday night. You thought the world was ending, like that first half right. of basketball. It was unbelievable. I was doing shows with you, I think, and then I got off and looked at my phone. I'm like, oh man, this must be bad. Wait, they're only down five at the half. Like, oh come on. <laughs> <laughs> I was prepping for today's shows, yeah. and uh, I just saw that uh, U.S. survives late scare, and I was like, oh god. You know, but it's been disappointing the last couple Olympics for the U.S. They didn't win it last time out, did they? I think didn't uh, Argentina win or it was someone. Maybe it was France. I can't remember. Uh, but it, I mean, honestly, like what is the last Olympics you really remember being tuned into? I remember Atlanta in 96. Let's That's say, is that the one with uh, was it Dan something or other that did like the triathlon or? I can picture him right now. I don't want to say Dan O'Brien, but that doesn't, that's probably not right. But like him, uh, Michael uh, Thompson. That was Kerry Strug, is what I No, remember. she was the gymnast. I'm thinking that we had the um, the guy, the fastest man in the world, Michael something or other. Michael Johnson, right? Michael Johnson, yeah. But then we had like a triathlete. It was, that was Daniel, but I could be totally wrong. He was awesome. I, that might have been 2020 um, or, no, or no. 2000. We, I mean. we were kids. Uh, it was 2000. Yeah, we, t- we were 2000, younger. I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
uh yeah because you're i think you're a little bit younger than me but i i remember i just i remember carrie strug in 96 and i think that might have been the same greg luganis um Where he hit his head on the diving board when it hit his head and then uh like eight minutes later perfect dive and won the gold so yeah. um I, I yeah i so that that's the one that i really remember uh and i remember um uh some winter olympics i think it was 92 before that or maybe it was no 94 because it was two years they used to i, I learned a bunch listening to that nate land podcast where they were yeah. talking about the olympics but uh they did they did a thing of you know first of all it was uh, if you had to compete tomorrow in Tokyo, uh, you don't get to train or anything. What would you say? You can pick whatever, but you have to compete in something. What would you pick? If I could do any event and I couldn't, I got one day to basically get ready for it. Um, do they have the cannonball events? Because I, <laughs> I, could dominate, I could dominate a cannonball. Like, like uh, are you talking about diving? Yeah. Cannonball the, or the cannonballs. Cause I wouldn't have a gentle splash. Like part of the thing is you have to splash properly. There's no gentle splashing. Like I was watching <laughs> yeah. the, uh, the Chinese girls are like the top three in the world. And one of them literally just turned legal age enough to be in it. And yeah, what's the the low? is it like 13 or something? I don't know. They said if it would have happened last year, she wouldn't have qualified. Oh, so, okay. Um, and they dive and there's literally like zero, like you don't even hear them go through the water. It's, it's like, boop. It's like, throwing, like it's like throwing pounds. a pebble in there, right? Yeah, it's like throwing a feather down into the water. It's it's actually impressive to watch, but yeah. So mine, mine, God, what would I be? That's the crazy part because I'd say probably like that uh, shooting one. Oh, okay. The, I, I could do that one. Like, but isn't that the Winter Olympics? Isn't that like uh, they, they have one for the, the the this too? Because um, in the women's division, the bronze medalist comes from the world's smallest country with a population that wouldn't even fill up Wrigley Field. I learned that the other day. Wow. Okay. Yeah, outside that was of like interesting. Spain or Greece or something like that. Yeah, they they were showing uh, a clip of I guess it was like three developing countries that were uh competing in um the like the whatever the long swimming race is i can't i don't know how many meters 1500 meters i i don't know but um the uh so this guy who had started swimming they said like eight weeks before the olympics no one in this country that like there was no pool he was practicing in a hotel pool for a month uh right. b- before this thing and well, uh he the two other guys uh false started twice so they're disqualified so he won his heat but his uh time was like i think the record was 48 seconds and his time was like a minute and 54 seconds and he looked so gassed at the end of it like he was barely going to make it uh to the other side after doing his turn and he got nothing off his turn at all like no kick no nothing and he was just <gasps> you could see him at the end like the guy just hadn't been swimming his whole life and i bet I, you know uh when i was a kid i used to swim a ton maybe i could have done that uh in a decent amount of time but i right now i know i would have been just as gassed as that guy you, uh coming you down the end uh, you mentioned like not normal training conditions uh, the, the, the lovely woman that won the gold, I believe in the 200 meter butterfly or breast breaststroke for the women, 16 year old from the U S she's from Alaska, which has one regulation size pool in the entire state. Oh so, my she God. Was, so she was training most of the time and not like, that was cool. That's one of the cool videos. Like this is where the fun parts of the Olympics is yeah. have live footage of people in her high school gymnasium, watching on the big screen, celebrating as it happened. Yes. Live. I now, remember that. Was that. Cool. Yeah, yeah she yeah. wasn't supposed to win she was like like not even the favorite <laughs> and she came through it was awesome to watch and um 
Yeah, they go in this whole thing. They have one regulation size pool in the entire state of Alaska. And there's been a bunch of like, uh, you know, uh, professional athletes here. Their wives are, uh, you know, are are playing over there. I and Robert Quinn's sister what was uh, in there. Who's uh, what quarterback's wife was um, in one of the competitions? God, I can't remember who it was. I, somebody on the Raiders. I can't remember, but well, they have uh, the Olympic, they have like an, an Olympic village. US one in um, Orlando is what they built. So NBC and the Olympic committee has all the families down there if they want to watch everything live and in person. So that's cool. And I was right. Dan O'Brien, Dan is, O'Brien. That was he in 1996. It was in 96. Okay. Yes. I, I, I could picture his face and everything. I had it was killing me, so I had to look it up. 1996. <laughs> yes, that's what it was. He won. He was a decathlete. He won gold in Barcelona. So uh, that's what it was. So shooting would be yours, yes, right? Shooting that would be mine because I'd like to say I could do something else, but I need more time to train. Unless like you're letting me play baseball, like I can play. Well, baseball. that's what I was thinking. I was. Yeah, I can play like... baseball for sure, but I thought that'd be like that's a team exercise. I thought we had to do individual here. Well, they're just—they're just saying you have to go and compete in something. Oh, like, baseball! I'll do baseball right now. Yeah, I or think golf, or golf's in there now. I can play. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what? Golf would probably be yours. I could uh, play golf. Yeah. Uh, mine would have to be some lifting or something. Like nothing rugby. running. You could play rugby. There you go. I'll do rugby. That's yeah. fine. I I am built short and wide. Yeah, so, so you, you like, can set that pile at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Could totally yeah. be that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're that guy, fatty. You're that guy for <laughs> sure. Don't but... put words in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm putting words in my mouth and food in my mouth also. But, uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, I just that was uh, it was interesting when when they were saying, and then they said, how far back do you think you would have to go to win something? Because remember, like you know, they were showing when they brought the Olympics back in the 1800s because it oh, was yeah. you know uh, it was in like Jesus's time. Uh, way way before you know, fifteen hundred yeah, years ago, which is gone. Were, those are when they competed naked, Bogman. Like we shouldn't be in those events. Yeah, well, oh, absolutely not. Yeah. But uh, but they were talking about that, and then um, they were saying like, you know, w- when they brought it back in, in like the early eighteen hundreds or whatever, like these guys like they didn't have proper diets or proper training or anything, and we're not have we don't have proper I diets. Like we do. <laughs> no, we don't have proper diets, but we are, you know. Physical uh, we, specimens, yeah, yes. Not yeah, I get, I get what compared saying. to people in the 1800s, we didn't have yes. to, you know, they're literally camping wherever they sleep. You right. know, they don't have air conditioning and they, they can't go to McDonald's and get food. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. So they're malnourished and stuff. I think I think you could probably win something back then. No races, I'll but maybe some I'll take shot put. something. Yeah, shot put, you could definitely win. But we got to hit a break. When we come back, we will talk about Deshaun Watson and some uh, actual sports going on that we know about. So stick with us. We'll be right back after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In this league. Somebody royally forked up. Somebody forked up. Why can't I say fork? If you're trying to curse, you can't hear. It's bullshit. Holy motherforking shirt balls. Welcome back, everybody. Hour three of In This League on the Sports Grid. Get on the grid. I'm your host, Scott Bogman. Follow me on Twitter at Bogman Sports. Joined by Casey Bubba at Bediantric on the Twitter. And Bob, why don't you tell everyone what you're doing now all across the interwebs? Yeah, doing a, a week or a daily, five days a week, uh, MLB DFS show with yourself on Mindstar. So that's always fun stuff. Uh, the Bench with Bubba podcast for season-long fantasy baseball. Pumping that out twice a week. This past week, as usual on Tuesdays, Bubba and the Bat Flip with Bat Flip Crazy. This past week on Thursday, I had Marty Tallman from Triple Play Fantasy on. So that was fun. Uh, Marty's a good dude. Marty's Love very Marty. good. And he actually had a lot of kind words to say about you on the show. I forgot all about Oh, did he really? He oh, yeah. We talked about you for a little bit. We talked about Voldemort. And um, and that's and that's where you came into play. So that was fun. Um, uh, written content at rotoballer.com and at Fantasy Sports Degens. I do an always pressing PGA DFS podcast. There's going to be some football coming up with myself and Bogman. So pretty much you can find me with Bogman or just kind of perusing the Twitter. So that's that's my life these days. And the fancy black books coming around the corner for baseball. Get your football one right now because this gentleman. On the other side of the screen from me mm. is uh did some some damage in that thing. So go check it out. That's right. I got your rookies covered. I got your IDPs covered in the book as well. So please go and pick up a fantasy football black book. It'll help you out a lot going into draft season. And uh speaking of draft season here, uh the Welsh and I were talking about these uh rumors for Deshaun Watson. Now we did record um earlier in the day before uh you know we heard Jake Glazer talk about uh, I, apparently teams are calling Houston and Houston isn't answering, which is unbelievable to me uh, because what I had said earlier in the show is I can't imagine. I just can't imagine being an NFL franchise and trading for a guy that is in the position that Deshaun Watson is in. Uh, you know, if you want to, if, if you want to try to pick him up once, uh, whatever NFL discipline is laid down. And, and look, this is all assuming that you have a, uh, that you're okay with having this guy in your locker room, right? Um, yeah. After what he supposedly did. Um, setting an example, I mean, whether you like it or not, your quarterback is a leader of your team. Uh, you know, that's just the way it is. So uh, that guy has to represent you. That's why, you know, Washington cut Dwayne Haskins. He was, uh, not doing anything on the field and terrible off of it. So what is the point in keeping that guy now? You know, you're going to get a second shot, which is what he's doing with Pittsburgh right now. But, you know, and he wasn't accused of anything horrific. He, he, you know, had some, uh, like, uh, spat with his uh, wife, no, nothing physical, just, you know, had a spat with her and broke COVID protocols, right? Those are his yep. things. So uh, nothing like what Deshaun Watson is being accused of. So I'm just surprised that any team would be willing to trade for him right now, unless they just flat out know something that we don't. And I feel like they almost have to, right? They almost have to, because the the latest and greatest I've seen from this whole situation 
is like the NFL saying they're going to wait for the justice system. Problem is, is the justice system said his cases are moved back till next spring. So yeah, he doesn't have to do anything till February. And yeah, so the NFL needs to make a decision. But the NFL, uh, see, I don't buy that they're waiting on anyone because they may be waiting on the facts from the case, but they do their own investigation like they're their own country. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's why we saw Zeke uh, get uh, suspended in the middle of the year, which is what I'm afraid of and why I wouldn't want to invest in Watson in a fantasy draft this year. Well, it feels uh, like Watson, it's a, I'm thinking minimum eight games. If not, I, I think personally it should be the whole season to me, but I'm thinking minimum eight games. And at that point, like, what are you doing here? Right, right. Exactly. So, uh, I mean, if, if you're just, if you're Philly and you say, look, we're just going to fold up shop for this year and, or like the, you know, the Welsh, the Welsh had two great points here. He said, number one, maybe Jalen Hurts just isn't involved in this trade, which would make a lot of sense. If he's not involved in this trade, you have Hurts, you can see what you have. And then if you have Watson sitting behind him or, you know, uh, suspended for the whole year, whatever, and he comes back after this year. Now you can, if what if Hertz has uh, made his trade, uh, you know, ha has boosted his value, you can trade him for a lot uh, and then go ahead and start Watson. The other thing that I thought was even smarter than that was um, the fact that teams will leak out an idea to get some public feedback from it. And I thought that was a great point that he made that maybe the Eagles are, are telling Jay Glazer and, and all of these, uh, you know, beat writers and everything that, Hey, we're considering doing this. And uh, we've been talking to the Texans so that they report it and then see how the public reacts to it um, and, and all that stuff. So that would be um, a smart idea too. But uh, I just, I cannot imagine that, um, that a team trades for him, right? Like, how mad would you be as a Dolphins fan if you traded for? I'd be uh, furious, absolutely for furious. Watson. I, yeah, I want nothing to do with any. And this is if if you guys are regular listeners to the show, before we found out Watson was a scumbag, I wanted Watson to get traded. Well, of course, how could you not? I was all aboard that train, but I do not want any of this baggage. They're cleaning things up around there. They're changing the mindset of the the, the franchise. Like, you bring this this just mess into South Beach? No, not a chance. So this needs to be Houston's problem and Houston's problem only. The way I see it. And uh, we'll see how it plays out. But there's like all kinds of different rumors on what the package is. And it's just, yeah, it get, yeah, it's just, it's a mess. I don't see how he gets dealt anywhere before the NFL at least decides what his punishment is. What, how, what, what are you thinking about this uh, Philip Rivers rumblings of, but you know, as soon as Carson Wentz gets hurt, you know, of course, everyone wants to see what Philip Rivers is up to. And, and he didn't rule out a, a possible late season return. But I mean, if you're Philip Rivers, there is no way you want to do camp again, right? I mean, that's no, just but and he shouldn't have to. This should be like a legit. Hey, Phil, you know the system. You want to come back? Sure, I'll be there week one. Sounds good. That mm -hmm. that should be the deal because it's either that or Jacob Eason, Sam Ellinger. I know you're a Sam Ellinger guy, but let's be real. Like Ellinger versus Rivers, I think you probably want Rivers coming in there hey, with all the, with all Al the weapons. Ellinger's making have. some noise in camp, man. I'm just saying, all the weapons they got there, and yeah, you're, yeah. you're so close to being like a nice playoff run you bring the the guy back and you just I mean, keep going. So regardless of how I feel about slinging Sam Ellinger and I do love him. Uh, one of my favorite, I mean, you know, it's hard to tell you like who my favorite Texas QB ever is you because I love Young, Vince yeah, Colt Colt and Sam. like, they're all great. I love them all. So which uh, one gets the best? Pow, pow. Uh, well, I think it's, it's I mean, it's look, Colt, right. Vince won a natty. 
So I, yeah, I'll I, talk I about think it does it right. Like, uh, well, I don't care about that. I, I, I care about, uh, you know, Vince keeps it. He runs to the corner. Touchdown, Texas. That's what I care about. It was a great Rose Bowl. It was. It was one of the best ever. So, uh, I mean, Philip Rivers, it's just he's the best option for them. Yes, if, 100%. but that's if this is, I hate this window of five to 12 weeks. That's ridiculous. Well, I think basically what happens if that phone call gets made and we hear Phillips coming back week one, we know what that window is. It's called 12 weeks. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that's basically, I think they're going to have the procedure, wait a couple weeks. So the window's maybe three to 11 weeks now. And right. they can be like, okay, are you closer to the three or the 11? Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cause Quentin Nelson has the same injury, which and is he's not having surgery. Me. Yeah. Uh, well, two things there. Number one, you got to know Quinn Nelson. It's just, yeah. it, it, he's insane. Big boy. Country strong. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, he, just give me some, well, Adler, we're good. It's not even that he's strong. He's just psychotic. I think, you know, yeah. he's a, a giant psychotic monster. You know what I mean? Just put a boot on my leg and let's go. Yeah. And he's let's like, play. we'll play. He's pretty much been like, yeah, I'll be back week one. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll be okay. Uh, but there, there's some other rumblings in this one was my favorite story uh, from camp is, and I don't know if you saw, but the giants, had uh, just an enormous oh, yeah. fight. So, oh, yeah. um, I mean, and I, uh, you know, you always like to see these guys get fired up and everything, but I guess what had happened was uh, Jabril Peppers just laid out Corey Clement and Evan Ingram went over and blew up Jabril Peppers. As after a veteran the play. should do. Yep. Yeah. And then Logan Ryan comes in to protect his guys and, uh, and started a fight with Ingram. And now offense and defense is in a, Big brawl, and who is at the bottom of the pile? Franchise. Your franchise quarterback, Daniel Jones, mm -hmm. is at the bottom of the pile. Joe Judge is furious, Ju mm -hmm. and and they said that uh, God, who was it that tweeted about it? it was uh, Ralph Vacciano. Uh, he said um, it's hard to hear exactly what Joe Judge is saying to his players, but easily more than half of the words begin yep. with F. Yeah. And he made them run wind sprints like they're oh, high schoolers. They do hundreds, hundreds, and then they were oh. doing herpes, and then more hundreds. Like they're, I was reading the play-by-play -play from different reporters oh. there because because they're not allowed to video anything anymore. So yeah, they were just yeah. tweeting out the play-by-play, -play, and I'm sitting there going, "A, if you ever played sports before cancel culture, you've been a part of something like this, and you remember how much you hated it, and it taught you a lot of things. There's actually some good behind it." B, I love the fact that these overpaid prima donnas had to do it and suck <laughs> it up. Like that made me so happy because you think about these guys like invisible, like, oh, you, you know, you can't punish me. No, I can't get on the line, go. And yeah. you hear the whistle and run. And then lastly, if any team deserves it, it's the Giants. It's just so funny. They just keep falling apart, falling on their sword. It, it's funny. Um, I heard actually some guy came in and that morning, like some unsigned veteran came in to, to try to join the team after the wind sprints, he walked in and turned his, turned his stuff in and said, I ain't come back for this. What? Yeah, some older guy, that. like some old veteran guy. I'd have to look up the info. He came in, like they, they brought him in as like an unsigned, whatever. And he, he walked back. He's like, Nope, I'm out. <laughs> Good Lord. I mean, there was another incident like this. I can't remember who it was, but, um, Oh God, what team was it? It was just last week too. And I, it has completely escaped my brain, but it was, uh, somebody lit up a wide receiver and then it was a DB that was a bubble guy anyway. And they just flat out cut him. You know, they're like, you yeah, we're not having this. Could you imagine this at Bruce Arians camp? Like, Oh, that'd be just <clears throat> amazing. I mean, what would, would his face get more red? 
It'd be so. Is fun, that dude. possible? It'd, it'd be so fun. You could you could just feel the uh, the diabetes coming out of them. <laughs> I think it's just cirrhosis, but uh, <laughs> all right. When we come back, we're gonna take a look at this Fantasy Pros article uh, about uh, just uh, eleven uh, uh, players to uh, eleven best value picks. If I can get my words out here, but uh, stick with us. We'll be right back after this. It's in this league on the sports grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And I'll tell you what, that dang old in this league. Talk about www.com. You made you go click, 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 click. It's real easy, man. Uh, I don't know what you're saying, but that, that's what's going on here. Welcome back, everybody. Hour three of In This League on the Sports Grid. Get on the grid. Casey Bubba here with me at Bediantric on the Twitter machine. Uh, I am at Bogman Sports on the Twitter. Please follow us if you would. Please check out the ITL Patreon patreon.com slash itl army we got all kinds of stuff for you uh the welsh and i just posted up our ppr ranks uh for 2021 so you can check out that sheet i did ranks analysis with the welsh on our uh friday show of hell week where we did uh show every single day this week we did quarterbacks on monday then rbs wide receivers tight ends and then ranks analysis and if you're wondering what that is i take a look at i go into the draft room on Yahoo, ESPN, and Fantrax. And I tell you uh, who has who ranked where and what the deals are and who is too expensive on each site. So I go site by site. I compare the numbers against each other. I include uh, Fantasy Pros ECR, expert consensus ranking in there. I make a sheet for that for our Patreon. You can check that out too. That went up on Friday. So a lot of work going into football around these parts. Uh, we are ready uh, to rock with football. That is for sure. And we pulled up this Fantasy Pros article here, and it's the 11 best value picks based on ADP right now. Um, ADP is kind of wishy-washy, wishy-washy, I would say, bub, because, you know, some sites are different. That's why that ranks analysis episode is, uh, you know, we consider it important. I will say, I will say it's one of the better episodes. I haven't listened to the football one yet, but for baseball, I love it every year. Cause if you draft on different platforms, like we do, like I go from NFPC to Yahoo to like, if you just use their rankings, that's basically what he's talking about. Yeah. There's guys that are hiding in places and, if you like aren't like deep into it, like the like Bogman and Welsh are, you'll miss some of that stuff. So it's very convenient, especially if you play on Yahoo, which I'm assuming similar for football, like it is for baseball. There's always wacky stuff on the ESPN's formats. the wacky one this year. See, I don't do any any ESPN anymore. Thank goodness, I you couldn't know, but, stand that anymore. But what I was saying on the, that episode, though, is if you're in a Ruben Boob League, you're playing with people from work. Set it oh, up you can on take ESPN. Advantage of them. 
Yeah. Set it up on ESPN. You will Smart. you will wreck those people because uh the running backs are buried and the wide receivers are expensive for the most part on ESPN, which is uh kind of surprising. And ESPN won't make adjustments unless it's an earth-shattering injury. Like Saquon is still number three for them, right? But mm-hmm. Daryl Henderson has moved up because Cam Akers is out for the year. So uh, I think their rankings are, I think their combined projections plus their in-house fantasy football people uh, is how they make them. Because we we talked to Chris Harris. Things might have changed since he was at ESPN. But we talked to Harris before, and he uh, talked about that uh, a lot. So, um, But anyway, this Fantasy Pros article about the 11 uh, best value picks based on uh, a, on ADP, the quarterback section here, uh, Ryan Tannehill is listed as one because he's going at QB 10. Uh, that is from our guy, Joe Pizapia, pick Tannehill. Uh, Trey Lance, according to Jacob Gibbs from Sportsline, Jalen Hurts, according to Dan Harris, and Cam Newton, according to Kyle Yates, uh, at QB 28. So do you agree or disagree with any of these QB takes, Bob? I think Jalen Hurts is an intriguing one if you're willing to take a chance, just for the fact that we've seen the way football Ball has worked, especially in fantasy football. Those quarterbacks that are mobile, like Hurts can be. We even saw it at the time he started last year. It wasn't great every week, but when he was great, it's because he ran and threw it. He put up massive numbers. So he's one of those guys that if he gets locked in and he works on his passing, which, you know, early reports, everyone's great, unless you're the Bengals, um, it, it could be a, a big year for Jalen Hurts. So we'll have to see how that works out. So I think he's intriguing. He's definitely intriguing. I'm very biased to um, to Ryan Tannehill because I think he's underrated in that system. And with a new OC and you throw in Julio Jones in the mix, I think that could be an even more dynamic offense. But out of this grouping, I'll go with Jalen Hurts. I think he's definitely one that you can uh, have some fun with. You could say Trey Lance, but unless he's starting day one, I don't want to waste my time with that. Yeah, and I, I, I'll say this. They have kind of gone from uh, no way Jimmy G is our guy to we expect Jimmy G to be our week one starter. So, you know, I, I look, he's still a vet, you know, he, and he's, he's taken his team to the Super Bowl. So I expect him to start, you know, who uh, I'd rather have that, that didn't make this list. Give me fields. Okay. I I'll like that. Him. Like if you're going to take a chance on somebody, it's even farther down than, you know, Hertz and those guys, not quite not as far as Lance, but I go take a chance on Fields because at worst Dalton gets what maybe two weeks before they realize it's a bad idea. In reality, <laughs> Fields to start Week One, and you know, all, like I said, I made the joke really. Like most all reports are glowing coming out of camp, right? But um, Jimmy Graham's sitting there, and they interviewed him after practice on Thursday, and they said, "Who does he remind you of?" He's all that quarterback I play with in Seattle. Yeah, that's pretty exactly. glowing praise. Like I'm not saying like he might just be kind of trying to boost his kid up. Regardless, that's pretty high praise. If he's like half that good where he's getting drafted, you're going to be happy. Hey, look, you know, I'm saying that Andy Dalton is nothing. He had a great NFL career. And what I always said was uh, Andy Dalton was the baseline of what you could want in a starter. He he could he could lead you to the playoffs. They never put him in a good enough position. No, really get to the play win in Cincinnati. And they kept Marvin Lewis there for way too long. Uh, that, that, that team had some good players and they yeah. kept Marvin there for way too long. He just didn't have it in him. So and, uh, and he's going to be a great backup quarterback for a while. He'll be perfect for that. A veteran backup. That, like he's And I think he'll be a good coach. He'll yeah. either be a good coach or a good, you know, big 12 network uh, guy for sure. Texas like, high he'll be a good personality guy. Yeah. No, he'll be, yeah. he'll be phenomenal in that respect. He's just not a 17 week starter. From the same Texas I'm from, Katy, Texas. So there you go. Uh, I Andy watched Dalton. one of his best football games ever. Beat my Badgers in the Rose Bowl in person. That was lovely. 
the red rifle. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I like that call, that call on field. So, um, I, I, I don't know if any of these guys are values. I think Tannehill at 10 is kind of appropriate, right? Uh, yeah. I, I think that's kind of right. Uh, Trey Lance and, uh, it, Trey Lance and Cam Newton. I have worries about playing time and, time. you know, with these Watson rumors for Philly, the and might have a little worry. I'm not really that worried about him, so I think if I had to pick one of this group, I would go with Jalen Hurts as well. If I had to go with anyone, I'd go with Sam Ellinger, of course, because they're going to play 11 weeks for the, the Colts. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I mean, there's uh, plenty of options. I think that what, what I had said is I think people have Trevor Lawrence fatigue because he was the number one pick for the last two seasons. Everybody knew it. And, uh, you know, there are people ranking him very high. But you're not getting buzz on Trevor Lawrence like you are Trey Lance, and you are uh, and you are Justin Fields, you know, because everyone just expects him to come in and be pretty good. But I mean, I had super Joe Burrow hype last year, and and by the way, speaking of bad uh, camp reports, that's been a bad one. He that hasn't was my joke, been great. That was my joke I made everywhere but the Bengals. <laughs> yeah, everywhere but the Bengals. Uh, running backs here, Mike Davis twice on this list from our guy Dan Harris and uh, Joe Pizapia. Uh, DeAndre Swift is on here. Daryl Henderson's on here. Uh, do you like any of these as far as uh, best ADP value? First off, how's Henderson still RB25? Like, that can't be possible anymore from everything I've seen in drafts ever since Acres went down. So that's going to escalate quickly. I'd probably go with Mike Davis. Um, yeah. Out of those ones, I agree with them because there's really not a clear-cut guy that's going to take playing time away from him. So as long as he's out there, we're talking 20 plus touches regularly, which at that point in the draft is extremely difficult to find at running back. And I will take that day in and day out. I'll take that floor with upside over trying to just gamble on, hey, this guy needs to catch me six passes or I'm screwed. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm with you on the Mike Davis call, and I've been a big Mike Davis advocate. And, and we just saw him do it last year. You know what I mean? That's kind of the thing here is we saw him do it last year. So I, I'm in on him as well. Uh, I don't know. I think. Um, I'm just not in on Daryl Henderson. I I'm haven't, not in on him either. I just he's got to be going higher than that by now. Everyone else is all in love with him. Right, right, yeah. And I've got him at 30. I think he's closer to 20 on most sites. So, uh, and I know that's. I think that might be his ECR at this point. So, uh, not his ADP, obviously. Uh, and I, I kind of like the the call on DeAndre Swift. Although, you know, I understand that they do like Jamal Williams. I just think that that is going to be what the Lions offense looks like this year. I yeah. think with a soft defense that you have, you're going to want to run the ball. And so I think they both will get looks. Well, so I, li- I like Swift a lot. My biggest concern with Swift, and maybe I'm just trying to overanalyze it. Dude, concussions don't go away. And that dude had a lot of them. Like, it's just one of those things that they, they just happen more frequently, like a fighter when they lose their chin. Yeah. So that's my biggest concern with him. And I might just be over overthinking it. But he's a small he guy. Super talented. He's a small guy. Too. thing. So uh, wide receivers here, LaVisca Chenault, uh, wide receiver 44, 119th overall uh, as far as ADP goes. Now, this this was the craziest rank on, on ESPN. You can check it out to our show of how high he is over there versus uh, the other places. Um, that was Jacob Gibbs had him, DJ Moore for Dan Harris, uh, Robert Woods for Kyle Yates, and Jerry Judy for our boy uh, Joey P. So do you... Do you like any of these guys as kind of underrated assets? The Judy one's very nice. Hard not to like what Joey P has to say, but Chenault is a 
to me is kind of stealing the way I see it. Maybe I'm just jumping on the train, but what I saw towards the end of last year, if you are a believer in Trevor Lawrence, like you're saying, which makes total sense, he should gravitate to an athletic talent like Chanel to help him either on short passes, short screen passes, whatever you want to do. Chanel can, do can run too. Yeah. He can, he can do it all. And he's just going to stuff the stat sheet for you that the ways most wide receivers can't, especially at wide receiver 44. So I'll go with Chanel. So here's my thing. And, and I like, I like that people are in on Chanel because the talent is incredible. Uh, my thing with him is you have DJ Chark there, who to me is the number one. Uh, Marvin Jones, they signed in the offseason. Travis Etienne can play the slot. I don't know how much he's going to play, but he can do it. And uh, they saw James Robinson and Lawrence can run too. So there's so many options in this offense. And you couple that with LaVisca uh, Chenault's injury history at Colorado and his first year in the NFL. I think that the buzz is good because the talent is there for him. But I think especially the way ESPN has him ranked and projected is we're jumping a li- we're jumping the gun just a little bit. That's, That's all. Fair. So That's um, it's, it's hard but, to get too excited about any Jaguars offensive player, to be honest. Well, uh, look, their defense should, should be, be bad. It should be better. Their defense should be bad is more of, of what I'm thinking. So I guess I let's go. Say Garbage yards count, man. I was going to say I shouldn't say anything because Minshew and Shark and company used to just rack them up for us. So I shouldn't say anything. Like that, that was the old, uh, we used to make fun of a guy in our home league that we've had for years. He would draft Cutler, Allen Robinson, and Forte. And every fourth quarter, they go and put up like, combine, like 40 <laughs> points. And he ended up right. like winning the league. You think you're owning him. And then by the end of the early games, like here comes like two touchdown drives because no defense. Garbage yards count too, man. Yep. Garbage yards, they all count. So, uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I like, uh, I, I think all these wide receivers are, are good calls. And I like that Dan uh, specifically called out DJ Moore because he's my man. And I'm surprised that I was actually on exactly ECR consensus on Moore because I feel like I'm always high on him. It also shows you how deep wide receiver is and why. Insane. I, I know. Yeah. I know. There's. I know. There's many ways to draft, but that's why I find it hard not to leave without at least one stud running back. And like, I, I don't. I. I can't stomach it. Like, I, I try to get two studs. Like, yeah. Call that, it good because I'd rather gamble with all these talented receivers. But that's. Yeah, I mean, got to have running backs, right? So, ha, have you done any mocks yet? I have not done any mocks. I did the Raz Bowl. I've done that draft, and that was kind of fun. Like a, it's a better ball format per se. So they still have uh, waiver wires, but uh, it, it was fun. Went uh, running back heavy early to get that going, and then I came back with some wide receivers. So it's uh, it, it was fun to get my feet wet, and it kind of got me really going in the football. So I'm ready to rock and roll, but just doing that one draft alone just kind of justified how I want running backs early. And uh, I go with – like I went Aaron Jones and I uh, can't remember who the second back was. Oh, Chubb and Jones. And I was very, very pumped on that start out of the nine spot in a 12-teamer. Yeah, I mean, that's a pr- – but what do you think about tight ends? Are you taking one early? I kind of want it's like, kind of like relief pitchers in baseball. I want one of like the top like handful. Otherwise, I'm just waiting, and um, it, it doesn't feel good to wait. But there are options back there if you're willing to gamble a little bit. That's for sure. Yeah, it's it's fairly deep, but the top end is really a difference maker. But we got to take a break. When we come back, we will end the three hour tour of in this league on the sports grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In this league. I thought we were going to be just friends. What? Friends listen to In this league. In the dark. Welcome back, everybody. You guys hear Endless Love. You know what that means at the end of the three-hour Endless League on the sports grid. Sorry, my uh, internet cop in the last segment streaming is not loving me today. But uh, what do you think about this uh, Bills going to Austin move? I think it's great. You know, Joe Rogan, all the comedians. Why not? Uh, <laughs> why not? Why not throw the Bills there? It makes it's like Americana all coming into one place. No, it makes sense. Like. Um, you know you can go to Austin. They'll be welcomed with open arms. We've experienced that with um, the the soccer team that's there now that Ma- Matthew McConaughey came and uh, invested all his time and money into. So you can definitely do some uh, stuff in Austin. I'm, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't get a team there anytime soon. I'll, like I'd see baseball. You're right outside of San Antonio, which is it's a big time market. It just makes sense logistically for the state of Texas to have another professional team. I would love to see you know you know put a team in Canada or something, that'd be fun. Like Toronto, give them a team instead of Buffalo. But we know that's not going to happen, especially with the with the COVID wars we've seen. It's oh, impossible yeah. to go back and forth. So I think it'd be fun. I think it's a threat. Buffalo's not losing Bill's Mafia. But could you imagine Bill's Mafia in Austin, Texas, of all places? Like, holy mother of God. What How about take place uh, down there? every halftime show is just stand-up, right? I mean, it would kind of oh, have to be. Dude. It'd be crazy, but you know what? I don't know how hard they could go because with that sweat and humidity, they'd be cramping up like crazy. It'd be tough ah, to be that be wild a out there. It'd be a dumb, 100%. Well, yeah, that's true. But the tailgates, those yeah, boys tailgates would be, be, be dripping. Be oh, dripping my Lord. You're going to have to keep <laughs> a cardiac early, specialist on, on site for those, those. week one September games. <laughs> those will be warm. <laughs> Man, God, that would be fun. Yeah, I mean, that would be great if they did. I mean, they won't. Uh, well, no. you know, for the first few years, they'd have to share the the stadium with UT because they wouldn't have a stadium built in time. So think about the fun there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. And then it'd probably be it'd probably be something where UT still outdraws them too. That'd be crazy. Oh, no but... doubt about that. Like, they, like <laughs> no, hundred percent, that would happen. Like, not that's even right. a question involved. Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, by that point, too, yeah, they'd be in the SEC. It'd be so. like it'd be like the Chargers and the Rams are still the stepkids, the USC. It's just how it right. goes. Yeah, that is the way it goes. But that is going to wrap it up for us. Remember, you can follow us all on Twitter at Bogman Sports for me, at Is It the Welsh, at CFP Winning Edge for Nick Allen, who is here for hour two, and at BDNTrick for Bubble. We will see you guys next week. Take it easy, everybody. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.